Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Evangelist Justin Cooper coming to today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. God is so good to us. I'm standing today in the radio room at our home church uh, here in Cowpen, South Carolina, and here at the Mountain View Baptist Church, you can look around and see the good hand of God blessing in very uh, many different ways. And uh, just talk today to some of the men of our church about some of the different uh, visions that they have and different burdens God's given them to expand the ministries here. And there's a lot of hooks getting cast out into the water, and we're trusting God to let us see a lot of souls saved for His glory in the coming days. I tell you, I'd rather be a part of a place that's alive and well and pressing on to higher ground than I would someplace uh, that's dead. I don't want to live off of what God has done. We need to see God do something for us today. And I thank God for legacy, but God help us. We can't lean on legacy. We need God uh, to show us He's alive in our generation, and I'm glad that He is. I'm glad He's not past tense, though He was there. And I'm glad He's not just futuristic, though we'll find Him, but I'm glad He's on the throne today. He is Jesus Christ yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm glad that whatever God has done, He can do. And whatever God did, He's still up to today. And I'm glad God finds no expiration date on His ability, but I'm glad God is fresh and new and relevant and up to date. And I'm glad God is still as active as ever and forever shall be. You know, God's everywhere present, nowhere absent. He lives in the eternal now. God's never had to leave anywhere to get anywhere. He's never been late. He's always on time. He doesn't even uh, be, he can't even be contained by time. And I'm glad in my generation. God can still bless the church. God can still use the preacher. God can still save sinners. And I'm glad he's still on his throne. And I don't care what the pessimists say. I don't care what the dead preacher says. I don't care what the backslidden pew sitter says. I believe God still wants to do a work in our day. And I'm trusting God for big things. Now, some of you uh, have been uh, writing in and some of you uh, said, how can I write in? Well, our contact information is a Gmail email address and it is js. S-C-O-O-P, just like J-S and then Coop, J-S-C-O-O-P 33, the number 33, J-S-Coop 33 at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with us, if you'd like to schedule me for a conference or revival meeting, or if you have a prayer request, something like that, you can email that email address and I'll see that email and we'll be able to be in touch one with another that way. All right, here we go. Ruth chapter number four. And this will be our final study in the fourth chapter of Ruth and in the book of Ruth in totality. Now, let's see here what's happened. Ruth has been married to Boaz. Can you imagine how exciting that must have been? As Ruth was sitting at home on faith, waiting, watching, maybe wondering, when's the wedding? Boaz said he's going to come get me. Maybe it'll be today. And if it's not today, maybe it'll be tomorrow. But she was waiting and watching for his coming. 
But that day, she looked out the window and saw the silhouette of Boaz break the horizon, and she realized he, he didn't lie. He, he told me the truth. Here he comes. He's on his way to get me to be his bride. He's going to take me uh, to a wedding. You better believe she didn't sit there like some dead Baptist on a Sunday morning. She said, whoop, amen, hallelujah, we're going to a wedding. And you better believe it was a good day when the bridegroom came for his bride, and those two got married, Ruth and Boaz. The wedding was decked out in white. They had doves flying, pelting each other with rice. Mother-in-laws were there wiping the mascara off their eyelids. I mean, just a beautiful sight. And they got married together. They had the honeymoon. God blessed their union, and God gave them a baby. And we're going to find out today exactly what they named that baby. You read down in your Bible, and verse number 16, chapter 4, here's what it says. And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom and became nurse unto it. By the way, isn't it beautiful? It's just natural for a mother, a woman, to be a mother. Natural. It's just natural. Anything other than that is unnatural. It's not natural for a man to be a mother. Now, I thank God for some of you men. You're the only parent in the house, and you sort of fill both roles because you have to. But it's not natural. It's natural for a, for a girl to want to grow up and be a mother. Say amen right there. It's natural for a girl to grow up and want to be a wife. And by that, I mean it's natural for a girl to grow up thinking boys are cute. And I don't understand how they do that, but they do it. On the flip side, it's natural for a young boy to grow up and want to be a daddy. And it's natural for a boy to grow up and want to be a husband. It's natural for a boy to think girls are cute. That's not natural to flip it. And God never did create something like that. And God's not the author of confusion. And it's not normal and it's not acceptable according to the Word of God. And you and I ought not capitulate, bend, and give in to it either. I don't care what the president says. He doesn't even remember what he said anyway. I don't care what the government pushes and the public school teaches. It is not normal. Sodomy is a sin. And transgenderism is insanity. And it's just natural for a woman to want to be a wife and a mother and a man to want to be a husband and a father. I'll say, I shouldn't have gave out my email address for this one. Verse 17, And the women, her neighbors, gave it a name, talking about the baby, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He's the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now, I underlined that word Obed because it's interesting. Now, they have a baby, Ruth and Boaz. You remember the story how Ruth was raised in idolatry. She was a pagan. She was cut off, an alien from God. In fact, cursed, according to the book of Deuteronomy, wicked, wanting, wrecked, no part of, uh, in the things of God. Yet, Boaz takes her in. He redeems her. He takes that broken life and puts it back together. He takes that destitute one and fills her up. He takes that one who has nothing and gives her everything. And they get hooked up and a baby's born. And the fruit of the union, they look at that baby as he coos and smiles there and said, we're going to name him Obed. Now, why is that important? That word Obed has a lot of meaning to it. You know what that word Obed means? That word Obed means praise. That word Obed means adoration. That word Obed means worship. I see what is going on here is when they look down at that baby, they say, you know what, Ruth, considering everything that you've been through, Naomi, considering everything that God's done for you, when we think about your story and the wreck that you were in and how broken you used to be, and we look at you today surrounded by the goodness of God, a trophy of His grace, enveloped in His mercy, wrapped in His love, a recipient of His goodness, there's only one thing that we can name this baby. I tell you what you name the fruit of that union between the Redeemer and the one who needed the redemption, we're going to call Him worship. We're going to call him praise. We're going to call him 
adoration. What they're saying is that the natural outflow and the natural byproduct and the natural uh, 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 fruit of the union of the Redeemer with the one in need of redemption is that when the Redeemer connects with the redeemed, that the redeemed and the Redeemer, that offspring of that union ought to be worship. It ought to be praise. It ought to be adoration. It ought to be to give God the glory for what has been done. You know, some people say, I don't understand, Brother Cooper, why you're so excited. I don't see why you get so stirred up. I don't understand how you can be so happy. Well, I want to flip that on them and say, I don't know how you can say you're saved and be so dead. I don't see how you can say you're saved and be so negative. How can you say you're saved and be so pessimistic? How can you walk around with your feet shuffling, shoulders drooped, lip pooched out like everything's bad and getting worse by the minute if you're on your way to heaven? I think the normal Christian life ought to be the praising life. The normal life ought to be the worship life. The normal life ought to be the adoration life. I can't help but say glory to God because here's what I know. I was broken. I was been out of shape. I was destitute. I was uh, outcast. I was wicked. I had no claim to God in the promises of God. I was an alien. I was outside the covenant and the commonwealth of Israel. But I'm glad Jesus took me. Hallelujah. I'm glad Jesus took me in. I'm glad he looked on me and he took me in with grace and mercy and love. He saved me when I cried out uh, to Jesus for salvation in faith. He saved me by his grace. And I tell you, I want to say amen to that. And I want to say hallelujah. And I to produce a little Obed in my life and that baby of praise that I'll be crying in the background of my existence because I was lost and undone without God or his son. I was on the auction block of sin. I was about to go down to rise no more but thank God the Redeemer stepped on the scene and he paid for it all. He kept his promise. He bought me with a price and now I'm saved and a child of God set for heaven and the natural product of that knowledge that I'm saved ought to be thanksgiving, praise, worship, Obed. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Until next time, pray with me for Revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.